All right, good evening and welcome to our mini midweek service for Ash Wednesday, February the 17th. We're so happy that you have joined us today. Uh, if you are watching this live, I'd just like to give you an opportunity to go ahead and say hello in the live chat just down below or off to the side. Uh, introduce yourself if you're new. Say hello to your friends and your family if you're a regular watcher. Uh, if, if you're not watching this live, if you are watching this many weeks or days or, or months in the, uh, the future, I'd love to give you an opportunity to leave a comment on this video and introduce yourself. Say hello. Let us know where you're watching from. Uh, if you're new to uh, Avenue Road Baptist Church, uh, you can always go to www.arbchurch.com. Dot com And on there, there's a new page that says, uh, I'm new. And on there, there's a lot of great questions and answers about our church and what our church is like. Uh, and as well, uh, there's a contact page where if you'd like to just send in an email or fill a little card, you can send that into the church and someone from the church staff will uh, definitely get back to you. And we'd love to just get to know a little bit more about you. We have one quick announcement before we start things off today, uh, and that is uh, for those who, who come here on a Sunday, and, and if you are watching this uh, live or within a day or two of it being live, and that announcement is, is that we are reopening the church this coming Sunday, February 21st. Uh, with our region moving back into the red zone, your board chairs and pastoral staff uh, are ready to reopen the church. We feel that it is safe to reopen the church. Uh, we were already operating under red zone for many months. And so the restrictions and guidelines we are very familiar with. And so we have chosen to reopen the church this coming Sunday for a regular 10 a.m. service. There are more details for that on the website. Or if you check out your email, uh, you might see an email from myself in there. If you don't get our emails from myself, you can always send an email to avenueroad at rogers.com. And just ask to be added to our email list and then you'll never miss out on these updates uh, and big news. I'd like to start our time of worship on this Ash Wednesday by reading from Joel 2 verses 12 to 14 or a paraphrase from those. And so it says, Behold, now is the acceptable time. Today is the day of God's salvation. We tremble in fear and anticipation at the nearness of a God who is so great and so powerful. So return with all your heart with weeping and fasting and mourning. God is gracious and merciful. He is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. And be reconciled to God through Christ Jesus and receive a new and right spirit within. We will fast and we will pray as an inward discipline, preparing ourselves for faithful discipleship. Let's pray. Father God, in this holy season, help us to turn our minds and our hearts back to you. Spirit, lead us into your presence and renew our lives with your grace and your mercy. Help us to remember that we have all made mistakes and we have all fallen short. But even more than that, help us to remember your loving mercy that covers all our mistakes and all our failings. As we live through this Ash Wednesday, may we be reminded of your cross, of your sacrifice for all of us. May our worship and our prayers this day be sustained throughout the 40 days of Lent. And may you bring us refreshed and renewed to the celebration of Christ's resurrection at Easter. We ask this through your Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and with the Holy Spirit forever and ever and ever. Amen. Let's go now to a time of worship through song. Whenever you're ready. Thank you. 
devotional tonight for this Ash Wednesday is different than what we've been doing the previous weeks. Tonight, I'd like to start by reading uh, a larger portion of scripture than we would normally read, though not entirely huge, uh, a full chapter from Psalms. I'd like to read Psalm 51, the whole thing in its entirety. And so today I'm going to be reading from the NLT if you'd like to follow along with me. And so it says, Have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love, because of your great compassion. So blot out the stain of my sins, wash me clean from my guilt, purify me from my sin. For I recognize my rebellion, it haunts me day and night. Against you and you alone have I sinned. I have done what is evil in your sight. You will be proved right in what you say, and your judgment against me is just. For I was born a sinner, yes, from the moment my mother conceived me, but you desire honesty from the womb teaching me wisdom even there. Purify me from my sins, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Oh, give me back my joy again. You have broken me. Now let me rejoice. Don't keep looking at my sins. Remove the stain of my guilt. Create in me a clean heart, oh God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence, and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and make me willing to obey you. Then I will teach your ways to rebels, and they will return to you. Forgive me for shedding blood, O God who saves, and then I will joyfully sing of your forgiveness. Unseal my lips, O Lord, that my mouth may praise you. You do not desire a sacrifice, or I would offer one. You do not want a burnt offering. The sacrifice that you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, O God. Look with favor on Zion and help her rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with sacrifices offered in the right spirit, with burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then bulls will again be sacrificed on your altar. Now, we start with this in the, the whole psalm in its entirety because I think there's a lot to be looked at in there. Now, in terms of Psalm 51, we don't know exactly what the psalmist did that caused this heart-wrenching confession. It is this plea to come forth from the very depths of the psalmist's soul. Of course, we do have the fact that a later editor and some commentators have suggested that this psalm was lightly written by King David after King David had had Uriah murdered. Uh, and committed adultery with Bathsheba, uh, Uriah's wife. And eventually David made her one of his wives too. And so we have that later editor's comment into the scripture, and perhaps that editor's comment is right, or perhaps it's not right. But regardless, we, we just don't know the exact date or month or time. We do know, though, that this is an important prayer that David was praying, or that the psalmist was praying. And I do know as well that this prayer is a prayer that I've prayed in my life. And I'm likely not alone in that. You've likely prayed a prayer just like this. A prayer that says, have mercy on me, God. Blot out the stains of my sin. See, sometimes that prayer is not simply something that we recite on Sunday mornings like a rote memory verse. Sometimes it comes from the very hearts. Sometimes it comes from the very depths of our souls. It comes from the very, it's a very cry from our innermost beings. For I recognize my rebellion, the psalmist says. It haunts me day and night. 
See, sin is not something that is just easily forgotten or moved past. It's not something that we can simply pretend didn't happen and wash away so easily from our memories. Sometimes sin is even impossible to forget. Like the psalmist says, sometimes our very sins haunt us day and night and we replay them in our heads over and over and over. If you could simply forgive and forget for everything that ever happens, it would be very easy. It would be nice and tidy. But the reality is that you sometimes can't always simply forget that thing. Like the psalmist says here, my sin is always before me. He basically says it's always right there. I can't forget the thing that I've done, the hurt that I've caused. I can't forget it. It's right there always. And then he goes on, he says, do not cast me away from your presence and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Is there any plea more desolate or more desperate than this? The psalmist begs, says, don't leave me. Don't abandon me. Please don't leave me. Don't abandon me. When you're all alone in your sin, the hope beyond hope is that that God might still be present. God might still be there. That somehow in the darkness, you're not abandoned. But even there and even now, you're embraced and held and comforted, wrapped in the arms of God. The psalmist says, restore to me the joy of my salvation. Or sorry, restore to me the joy of your salvation. Is this a cry of desperation or is it a cry of hope? Or perhaps it's a little bit of both. Perhaps it's a bit of desperation and a bit of hope intermingled. It emerges from a sense of total loss and dejection, but it is addressed to the God, to the one who can make all things new, to the one who can take even mud and dust and breathe life into it. Today's Ash Wednesday, the beginning of Lent. Some of us have perhaps never practiced the the discipline of Lent or the season of Lent. And for others, it might be a regular spiritual practice that we engage in on a yearly basis. Whatever it is, we begin Lent with this cry from the depths. But we cry out to the heights. Somehow in that intersection of our cries and God's listening, we find that place where painful truth and unrelenting compassion mingle together without one diminishing the other. And some might call that place salvation. So today, whether you are fasting or not during this season of Lent, whether you have given something up or added something into your life or not, begin by today confessing that thing that's before you, that thing that the psalmist says haunts him day and night, that thing that is ever before him. Perhaps it's a wound you've caused, perhaps it's a failure in life, perhaps it's a pain you have caused others, whatever it is, The psalmist says, confess that over to God. Seek him in the lament of your confession. Seek his presence and you'll find him there. That's the psalmist's words for us today as we start this Lent season today, Ash Wednesday. Let's pray. Father, today we take the deep plunge of Lenten confession and reflection. Not so that we can emerge on the other side better through some form of or self-improvement like a self-help book, but because we know that when we fall, you lift us up. And only in the depths do we know the heights of your love and mercy and life-giving grace. As we look forward towards the coming Easter season, as we gaze upon the cross, we know your resurrection in life, the resurrection life only found through Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's go to another time of worship through song together.
Well, church family, our virtual time together tonight has come to an end. And I'd like to leave you with these words. From dust we were made, and to dust we shall return. 
Let your humanity awaken you to the wonders and joys and sorrows and pains of life. May you live fully, loved extravagantly, and may you help humanity transform into all that God has made us to be. You are fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of the one who is and was and evermore shall be. Amen.